Hey everybody, thanks for joining us at the Central and Janesville podcast. Please remember to check us out on centraljanesville.com throughout the week. We're excited for wherever God's got you at right now, and we hope this message brings you a little closer. Thanks. Amen. Anybody ever have a misunderstanding before? Yeah, everybody's like, yeah, duh. We've all had misunderstandings. Uh, so my wife and me, we had a misunderstanding fairly recently. Um, I was with one of my daughters at one of her events, and I sent this text to my wife. It said exactly this. Bring a bag if you are still there. Our daughter didn't bring one for her things. Now when I look back on it, I'm like, okay, maybe that's not super clear. My wife, she heard something different from that text. And so... She, she, she just texted, ah, okay. And I should have had, this should have been a clue, right? That doesn't seem like, oh, yeah, I can do that. So she gets there, and I'm like, hey, you got a backpack for her, for her to put her stuff in? Because she came up with all this stuff, didn't have a ba-. She's like, ah, uh, no. She brought a little tiny bag with a bunch of toiletry items. Specific toiletry items. It wasn't what I was asking for. Uh, we had a mix-up in a misunderstanding in what my daughter needed at that moment. Um, we've all had those situations. Uh, we laugh pretty good about that. Uh, but there's this anonymous saying that says this, the clarity of your guidance gets measured at another person's ears, not your mouth. I kind of like that thought. In, in the case of my wife here, man, I thought I was super clear. Guys, we've probably, you've probably been there. If you're married before, you've been like, yeah, I was super clear. And <laughs> no, you weren't. All right, we, it's, we're just not always that clear. The way it hit my wife's ears was a lot different than how it came out of my mouth. And so if you want to have a really good laugh someday, go and Google this on, uh, on Google. <laughs> I said that really well. Go to Google and type in funny misunderstandings, and you're going to have a ton of stuff pop up. And so there's a couple tweets from Twitter that I found on there. This one is, uh, my toddler was about to hit her head on a bar at the playground, so I told her to duck. She quacked at me and then hit her head. (laughs) Obviously a misunderstanding. I like this one too. At age eight, I ordered my entree, and the waiter asked if I wanted super salad. I said, yes. He said, super salad? Yes. Then he said, salad or soup? Oh... Wasn't this big super salad? That sounds awesome. You know, with craisins on it and stuff like that. Then there, there's this text from a mom to her daughter. She said, I love you, beautiful. Have a nice day. Oh, thanks, mom. Love you too. Sorry, I meant to send that to your sister. <laughs> you can see why you'd have a misunderstanding on that, right? Like, this daughter gets a nice text from her mom. How is it not supposed to be for her? Man. I feel like I've been in that spot before. It is hard for us to understand what someone right in front of us is trying to say sometimes. That person that's looking you in the eyes and they're they're motioning things with their hands and they're doing all this communication and we still have a tough time sometimes understanding what they're saying. How much more difficult is it for us to understand God who is inaudible, He's got this still, soft voice that we're supposed to hear. And, and a lot of times, that voice, it's, it's not a, something that we hear. It's more so just like this feeling that we have, or it's a thought that maybe goes through our mind. And we're actually supposed to be able to decipher what God is trying to tell us. That's a tough one for a lot of people. 
And so today, uh, we're, we're continuing this series in the Holy Spirit. We've been talking about it for the last three weeks. Um, and what I want us to talk about today is what it looks like to be guided by the Holy Spirit. Because I don't care how long you've been a Christian, how long you've been following Jesus. This is just one of those areas where it is, it is not easy. Sometimes it feels less like you're blindfolded and being led by the hand by somebody. And it feels a lot more like you're blindfolded. And somebody a hundred yards down the, down the way is trying to yell at you to tell you where to go. And they're speaking in French. With tape over their mouth. That's what it feels like sometimes to try to feel and understand. Okay, what is the Holy Spirit trying to actually say to me? So what we're going to do is we're going to take a look at, uh, for a few minutes, at a story. Uh, a portion of a story in the book of Acts. And this story is a story of the Holy Spirit is giving obvious guidance to a guy named Philip. At least we see it as obvious guidance when it's written in Scripture. How did Philip know that it was obviously the Holy Spirit that was guiding him? That's the real question. And so, Acts chapter 8, starting in verse 26, going through uh, verse 35. It says, Now an angel of the Lord said to Philip, Go south to the road, the desert road, that goes down from Jerusalem to Gaza. So he started out, and on his way he met an Ethiopian eunuch. This man had gone to Jerusalem to worship, and on his way home was sitting in his chariot reading the book of Isaiah the prophet. The spirit told Philip, go to that chariot and stay near it. Then Philip ran up to the chariot and heard the man reading Isaiah the prophet. Do you understand what you're reading? Philip asked. How can I, he said, unless someone explains it to me. So he invited Philip to come and sit with him. This is a passage of scripture the eunuch was reading. He was led like a sheep to the slaughter, and as a lamb before its shear is silent, so he did not open his mouth. In his humiliation, he was deprived of justice. Who can speak of his descendants? For his life was taken from the earth. The eunuch asked Philip, tell me please, who is the prophet talking about, himself or someone else? And this is the best verse in the whole passage. It says, then Philip began with that very passage of scripture and told him the good news about Jesus. I love this story. It's, it's so simple and it's, it's so subtle in what we see the Holy Spirit doing here with this guy named Philip. And there's two verses in particular that, that really shows that, the, that God is actually doing something in, in, this, in this situation. Verse 26 says, Now an angel of the Lord said to Philip, Go south to the road. Verse 29, The Spirit told Philip, Go to the chariot, and stay near it. Now, verse 26, you might look at that and be like, I don't think, Kellen, I, don't, I think you're reading it wrong. It doesn't look like it's the Holy Spirit talking to Philip. It's an angel of the Lord talking to Philip. Well, see, the angel of the Lord is, is a, a, a phrase that's used throughout the Bible many, many times to, t to indicate that it is the Spirit of God that is talking to somebody. In fact, the guy who wrote the book of Acts, Luke, he uses this phrase a lot to try to emphasize, not only is it the Holy Spirit that's talking, but this is like a special occasion where the Holy Spirit's trying to talk to somebody. So we see this angel of the Lord. It's, it's the Spirit of God talking to Philip. But how exactly was he talking to Philip? The Bible doesn't indicate how Philip was hearing the Holy Spirit in this situation. Was there an audible voice that was saying, Yo, Philip, go south on the road. Yo, Philip... Go talk to the eunuch over there in the chariot. I don't, I don't know. I honestly, I don't think that's what was going on here. I think there's a good chance that Philip just felt like there was something he was supposed to go do. And maybe it was after the fact 
that he actually realized, oh, that was the Holy Spirit doing that. You guys ever have those after-the-fact moments where like, oh, God was doing something there? I think that's what was happening here. Uh, I, I think I talked about this recently because it, it happened recently, but it just, it makes sense to tell this story one more time real quick. Um, it wasn't too many, it was probably two months ago, we were just kind of getting new into the building here, and it was Saturday night, it was like 10.30 or 11 o'clock at night, and there was this little stupid tech gadget that I felt like I needed for something for church the next morning. And so I'm like, well, I'm a night owl, it's 11 o'clock, whatever, I'm going to go to Walmart and I'm going to pick it up. Didn't really want to, but I did it. And as I'm, as I'm walking into Walmart that night, there's a guy there, and he stops me. He was homeless. He had, he'd been on a journey from, like, I don't know, Missouri or something like that. He'd been hiking out all the way up here. And he, his shoes were just worn out. And he's like, hey, could, would you mind buying me a $10 pair of shoes in there? Now, I'll be honest. No, I didn't really want to. Okay? Like, I came, I didn't want, that's 10 more bucks than I expected to spend when I came. But I got to talking and it just felt right. Like, yeah, okay, I, I'll go in there and buy you. Do you know that I never ended up, I still have not used the tech gadget that I bought that night at Walmart. After the fact, I realized, okay, there was, a, there was a better reason than I thought that the Holy Spirit was leading me to go there. But it was after the fact. I didn't, I didn't know that the Holy Spirit was talking to me. And some of you would be like, maybe he wasn't. Maybe he wasn't. But I'm going to believe it, that God was leading me to something that he wanted to have done. So that I could have a conversation with this guy and show him the love of Jesus just a little bit. And many of our Holy Spirit moments, I think, are just like that. They're these after-the-fact moments where we realize that God was moving. But then there are, there are some times where we're in the middle of that moment and we're, we know, we're like, maybe, just maybe, this is God doing something right now. Those are kind of fun moments to actually, where you actually feel like, I think God is actually telling me something. And sometimes they're scary moments. Now believe me, I, as a pastor over many years, especially being a, especially being a youth pastor, and the way that kids' emotions and their feelings get into things, I've been in many situations where somebody's like, Kellen, I just feel like God is telling me to do, uh, okay, back off a little bit. Maybe not. Because uh, see, sometimes even we confuse our hormones for God speaking to us sometimes. You know, some, some little girl will be like, I, I feel like God's telling me I need to be with that guy. No, you don't. He's crazy. You don't need him. Mm-mm. Stay away from that. Sometimes our emotions, we confuse our emotions for the Holy Spirit. Man, I just feel like I know that person's going through something. Yeah, I don't really know him at all, but I feel like God's going, telling me to go over and talk to him. Well, m- maybe. Or maybe you actually just like to get yourself in the middle of situations. And your emotions are telling you you should do it. A lot of times it ain't the Holy Spirit. Now don't get me wrong. I'm not saying that the Holy Spirit doesn't tell us to do certain things. And, and to, to go out and do things that are, that are uncomfortable. Or talk to people that we're, we've never talked to before. I'm not saying that he never tells us that. But sometimes we got to find a way to, to decipher the difference between our hormones and our emotions and our feelings. And what the Holy Spirit is actually telling us. So in the time that I've got left, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to try to help us, <laughs> okay? i got four questions that we need to ask ourselves when you feel like the Holy Spirit is telling you something. Four questions that we need to ask ourselves to really help decipher, okay, is this the Holy Spirit right now? Question number one, to ask yourself when you feel like the Holy Spirit might be guiding you into something. Here's the question. Does this idea in my mind 
go against the principles that God lays out for me in Scripture in any way. Is the Holy Spirit telling me to do something that the Bible actually would agree with? If the Bible's telling me to do something, if, the, if the, I feel like the Holy Spirit's telling me to do something, and it ain't it's backed up in the Bible, I shouldn't be doing it. Now this seems like a really obvious thing, but again, our feelings and our emotions get into things so easily. Every single one of us has probably dated somebody before that we shouldn't have dated because we felt it. We had these emotions. We've done stuff that we shouldn't do because we're not hearing the right thing. Our feelings and our emotions, they can become really good deceivers in our lives. And they can actually deceive us from doing what the Holy Spirit would want us to do. But you know what never deceives? God's word. God's word never deceives at any point in time. Psalm 119, 160 says, The entirety of your word is truth, and every one of your righteous judgments endures forever. We need something that we can look at when the crazy thoughts are going in our mind, or maybe even when, when God is telling us to do something that's kind of crazy. We need something that we can look at that can give us some understanding of yeah, that fits with what the Holy Spirit might say, or no, that doesn't fit. And Scripture is that thing. John 16, 13 says, When he, the Spirit of truth, comes, he will guide you into all truth. He will not speak on his own. He will speak only what he hears, and he will tell you what is yet to come. See, the, the Holy Spirit is going to guide us into what is true. He will never guide us into something that is untrue. And so... The Holy Spirit, God's word, should and they will always go hand in hand. Do not, do not deceive yourself. The Holy Spirit will always work hand in hand with what God's word says. There are people in this world who they, they try to believe that God has told them certain things. There are legitimately people out there who believe that God has told them that they are called to hate a certain type of person in this world. And I'm telling you, there's nothing that could be further from the truth. Try to look in scripture and, and, and see where God says that we should hate somebody. It's, it's not there. Some people claim that, that they're supposed to set somebody else straight in all of their actions. Hmm. Really? Maybe not. Because here's what happens. A lot of times when we decide that it's my job to set people straight in all their actions, guess what I do? I become a jerk. If, if it takes you being a jerk to set somebody straight, then guess what? You've gone against what Scripture is. Look at Jesus when he set people straight. He wasn't a jerk to people. The only people that... Yeah, I mean, he was pretty harsh with the Pharisees, I'll give you that. But when he came and, and talked to somebody at the, at the well or, or somebody who was sick, sitting by the side of a pool, he loved them and he was kind with them. And he earned their trust to where then he could finally then at that point say, go and sin no more. Sometimes, I'll, I'll throw this in there. You're usually not following the Holy Spirit if you're telling people all their sins and how they should be better, but they have not been able to experience your love. If love is not a part of what you're doing, you haven't been hearing from the Holy Spirit quite right. So that's, that's a really good indicator. Maybe that's like question number five. Am I being loving? There we go. I just threw it in there. All right, so sometimes we can actually sense the Holy Spirit is telling us to do something, but then we decide we, to go about it in completely the wrong process. 
The ends don't justify the means in those situations. Again, you might be called to give guidance to your kids. I would hope that you are called to give guidance to your kids. But if you do it in such a way that they will not listen to you because they do not hear your love for them, then you've actually probably set them further away from what the Holy Spirit was trying to lead you to help lead them to. It takes love. We need to line up with what we think the Holy Spirit is telling us with the truth that we see in Scripture. With the truth of how we see Jesus living out his life in Scripture. All right, so it's got to line up with Scripture. That's the first question. The second question, question number two to ask yourself when you feel like the Holy Spirit might be guiding you to do something. Here's the question. Have I been praying and asking for the Holy Spirit to give me guidance? This is an important one. Now, I want to say this. We cannot take this question and, and just ask this question alone and be done. This, this is not a question in isolation when we're trying to figure out if the Holy Spirit is guiding us. But it says in Matthew 7, 7, Jesus says, Ask and it will be given to you. Seek and you will find. Knock and the door will be opened to you. See, asking for the Holy Spirit's guidance, it will definitely open this door for the Holy Spirit to actually speak into our lives. No doubt about that. But I want to say two things about this that I think are really important. And I'll be honest with you, when I think about these two things, it kind of frustrates me. These are the two things we got to remember. Just asking for guidance alone does not mean that everything you hear in your head is going to be Holy Spirit inspired. You can ask the Holy Spirit for guidance, but don't just go and think then that, well, I asked, and he told me to go buy this Corvette. <laughs> Doesn't mean necessarily that that's what you were supposed to do. And the second thing is this. Not asking for guidance doesn't mean that the God will not guide you through the voice and the promptings of the Holy Spirit. Now that's frustrating because I think about those two things and I'm like, well, then what's the point of praying and asking for guidance? If I'm, if I'm still not going to be able to know for sure that what I'm hearing is the Holy Spirit or not, why do it? And see, I think everything comes down to kind of a game of numbers in, in life. Like, I want to live to a really old age. I don't know what that age, like maybe 90-ish, whatever, I don't know. If you're like 89 you're, and you're thinking, that doesn't sound old, okay, 99, 100 I want to live to, okay? But if I want to live a really, really long time... There's a couple, two things in particular that I think everybody has to do. We have to eat fairly healthy and we need to exercise. So I, I try not to eat a horrible diet. I like a lot of sugar though, okay? But I try not to eat a horrible diet and I like to exercise a lot. Now, does that mean that my odds are going to be better for living a long life? Probably. But does it, does it mean that I might not have a heart attack on my next run or that I might not choke on the next piece of lettuce that I eat? Yes. All of those things can happen, but the odds are better. And so the same thing happens in our relationship with Jesus. If I choose to ask the Holy Spirit for guidance in my life, are the odds going to be better that what the things that I hear go into my head are actually going to be Holy Spirit inspired? Yes. Does it mean that I'm never going to hear my flesh coming up and the evil that's in me coming up and, and I'm going to confuse that with maybe the Holy Spirit? Yes. But that's why this isn't the only question that we ask ourselves when it comes to am I following the Holy Spirit? Now, I think this question is particularly important for those moments where we feel like God is telling us to do something that seems really out of the ordinary, that seems enormous, weird, crazy. Seems pretty unlikely that God is going to make a habit of calling to 
people to something that is unusual when they have not asked the Holy Spirit's guidance. If you're not sitting there asking, hey, Holy Spirit, I want you to guide me. I don't think that God is necessarily going to be going out of his way to just be like, you need to do this crazy big thing. It's just like we are with people. When there's people in our lives that they don't seem like they want any more help at all, what do we do? We back off. All right, I'm going to let you walk headfirst in that wall again. That's what happens. And so if we're not asking the Holy Spirit, maybe God's not asking us for, to do this crazy big thing. So that's why we ask without ceasing. We go to God and we ask without ceasing, like Scripture says, to give, him guidance, to give us guidance. All right, question number three that we should ask ourselves. If you feel like the Holy Spirit might be guiding you to do something. Third thing is this. Is there peace in my heart for what I'm feeling led to do? Now again, do not ask this question in isolation. Because again, it's not always good. Having peace doesn't necessarily mean it's God. Having, not having peace doesn't mean it's not God necessarily. But this is a good indicator still. 1 Corinthians 14.33 says, God is not a God of disorder, but of peace. God's a God of peace. He's a God of order. He's a God of clarity. His way is not meant to be hidden to us. Especially once we've been given the Holy Spirit, his way is meant to be seen by us. If you're doing something that doesn't feel right, let me say this. If, you, if you're doing something that does feel right, but after a time, there's, there's this churning in your heart, in your mind, and something is not sitting right in your gut, maybe it's time to take a step back and go, okay, is this what God has for me? Because God does want to give us peace in what he's asking us to do. On the flip side, sometimes that churning in our stomach is actually God trying to rile our feathers to get us to do something. You walk by somebody and, and you just feel like, I'm supposed to go talk to that person. I don't know who they are. There's a churning in the, in the stomach, right? There's this nervous, like, I don't want to do that. But sometimes God is trying in the immediacy of that moment to get us to get outside the comfort zone. But here's what I've learned about those situations. When I choose to follow God in those, in those moments, I walk away with more peace than if I walk, walked away not having listened. You ever know that God was speaking to you and you walk away from that moment and you're like, I don't feel good about walking away. There's no peace right now. That's what we're talking about here. You follow the Holy Spirit's guidance and then peace will come. Not every Holy Spirit directed moment is an immediate moment. You know, we go back to the story of Philip. That was an immediate moment. In that moment, God's like, I want you to go south on the road. I want you to go talk to that one dude on, in the chariot. But not all of them are like that. Those things that aren't immediate in nature, those are moments where we can spend some more time and ask God in prayer, okay, I don't have peace about this situation. If this is what you want, give me peace. I don't have peace about this situation. I need to find peace in you before I go forward in this. That's okay. I think God is okay with us asking for that kind of peace. And if we get to the place where we don't feel peace, that might be a good indicator Maybe this is something we need to let slide. All right. Remember that God is a God of peace. His aim, is, his aim isn't to make you do the most uncomfortable thing that you can possibly do. How many of you have ever felt like if you're going to be a good Christian, you've you got to do the most uncomfortable things possible. You've got to go off to like Zimbabwe to be a missionary or something. Like, 
I've felt that before. Like if I'm, not, if I'm not doing crazy stuff and being uncomfortable, am I doing what God wants? Don't live in spiritual fear like that. For most moments, God wants to give a, he wants to get us to this place where we can have peace. Ephesians 2.14 says, he himself is our peace. There is a supernatural peace that comes with following the Holy Spirit's leading in our lives and listening and obeying. And that peace, I think, gets stronger and stronger as time goes by, as we continue to follow God a little bit more all the time. And so that actually leads us into this fourth question that we have to ask ourselves. Question number four to ask when you feel like the Holy Spirit might be guiding you into something is this. Whose agenda is being served? Is it my agenda that will be advanced, or is it God's agenda? Is it Jesus being glorified in what I'm feeling led to do? Now, I'll be honest, that was three questions in one. So I cheated, all right? But it all comes down to one question. Is what I'm about to do, is the thing that the Holy Spirit, I feel like, is leading me to, is it going to glorify God, or is it going to glorify something else? Super important question. If we go back to the story of Philip here, I want to I just kind of look at, at this story one more time. We've gotten away from it. But let's go back to that story, and you see... Uh, this guy, Philip, is told to go south down the road. He's walking down the road. He, he comes up to this man in a chariot, this eunuch, who's, he doesn't know anything about what's going on in the chariot. And he gets up, he, he feels something's leading him to go talk to the man in the chariot. Realizes the guy is reading the scriptures from Isaiah. And he doesn't understand anything. He's completely lost. And at the last verse, and I read it really slowly last time. I want to read it one more time. This is what happens. It says, Then Philip began with that very passage of Scripture and told him the good news about Jesus. That right there is everything to this story. That is everything to why we are asking the Holy Spirit to guide us. It's so that Jesus might be made known. That's what happened for Philip here. He was able to tell this guy about who Jesus was. And I want to read something here. I read John 16, 13 earlier, but I didn't read verse 14. I want to read them together right now so you get this whole picture. It says, When he, the Spirit of truth, comes, he will guide you into all truth. He will not speak on his own. He will speak only what he hears. And he will tell you what is yet to come. Verse 14, this is Jesus talking. He says, he, the Holy Spirit, will glorify me because it is from me that he will receive what he will make known to you. Jesus is talking about the Holy Spirit and he is saying everything that the Holy Spirit is coming to do is to glorify me. The whole reason that the Holy Spirit is going to direct you and guide you, give you wisdom, give you insight is so that I can be glorified and people can know my name and get to understand who I am. We really only have two options. We can be led by the Holy Spirit in a way that brings glory to God, or we can be led by this thing that the Bible calls as our flesh. The flesh is the thing that you and I are born into, this sin nature, and we can be led by that, and the sin nature always seeks to bring glory to itself. When I'm guided by my own thoughts, a lot of times that's where I'm going to be led. I'm going to do things to glorify my own life. But when I'm led by the Holy Spirit, everything changes and I now am seeking to glorify Jesus in everything I do. That is the whole reason the Holy Spirit wants to guide you and me. So this week, let's ask the Holy Spirit to guide us. The rest of the worship team, you guys can come up here. Let's test what is in our hearts 
the things that we feel we're supposed to be doing and saying, and let's test it with what Scripture actually says. Does it line up with Scripture? Let's wake up every morning and spend time asking the Holy Spirit to speak His voice into our heart and our mind every day in a way that guides us. Let's ask Him to give us peace, but also to maybe wreak havoc in our lives and, and make us feel that lack of peace when we need to be changed and when we need to be pushed in a certain direction. Let's ask the Holy Spirit. And let's do it for the sole purpose of God being glorified, of His Son Jesus being glorified. And we're going to put a, a prayer up on the screen. And this prayer is on the table, uh, the, I think that table and the guest services table. You can pick up one of these when you leave. What I'd encourage you to do is put it on your nightstand, put it over your phone, whatever you need to do, so that when you wake up in the morning, this prayer it could be one of the first things that you pray. Um, and this is a prayer of asking the Holy Spirit to guide us. Here's the prayer. Holy Spirit, guide me to what is true today. Guide me into the life that you've determined is best for me. When I am unsure, give me peace that it's your voice I'm hearing. When the day is done, may it be that the life of Jesus has been glorified by the way you've directed me to live today. In Jesus' name, amen. Make that hey everybody, thanks for joining us at the Central and Janesville podcast. Please remember to check us out on centraljanesville.com throughout the week. We're excited for wherever God's got you at right now, and we hope this message brings you a little closer. Thanks.